0: Hey there, welcome to The Working Actor's Journey. My name is Nathan Agin, and today we have another workshop presentation from the rehearsal room. It is King John from February 2021. Now, this is the first scene of the play, Act 1, Scene 1, and we start with the very opening. It is where we learn of the conflict between England and France. There's King John and Prince Philip uh, and, you know, an argument over control of the throne. Should it be John? Should it be his older brother's son? Uh, and then... There is a dispute between two other brothers who are brought before the king. There's a bit of a land dispute, and one of the brothers, called the Bastard, that's actually his uh, character's name in the play, and it explains why, uh, resembles King John's other older brother, his eldest brother, Richard. And that young man, the bastard, is given a choice. So that is the scene you're going to hear. I'll get into the cast in a second. Uh, but it's another really uh, wonderful dive into this play. And for many people, they're wholly unfamiliar with King John. And yet it is a really wonderful play. You know, once you get into it, I mean, there's not a lot of action. You know, there's not a lot of battle scenes or whatever. It's a lot of talking. But there's great scenes, great speeches, great characters. Uh, and so, you know, once you give the, the play a chance, uh, unfortunately, it's just not produced very much. But if you read it or, or you know, something like that uh, or see, you know, a filmed version, uh, you can really enjoy it. But um, before we get uh, too far into King John, I will mention that if this is the first presentation uh, that you've heard, then you can go back and check out all the other workshop presentations featuring uh, scenes from Richard III, King Lear, Trois and Cressida, Midsummer, As You Like It, and Julius Caesar. And, of course, there is the entire rest of the podcast, a lot of wonderful in-depth interviews with uh, lifelong professional actors. There's over over 25 episodes of that, and then there's some other bonus stuff and Q&As. So lots of great stuff for you to check out. Uh, really excited that we can continue to roll out uh, new podcast episodes. I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that our new workshop Acting the Role is now open for registration. You can work with actress Susan Angelo on Lady Macbeth. This is a part she's played three times in different regional theaters in Los Angeles, New York, and Wisconsin, all professional theaters. This is a chance to learn from and work directly with a professional actor to dive into intentions and motivations, to ask your questions about the character, and to work on the text. So you can gain a professional edge on your next great part. This is a fantastic opportunity to find or even refine your audition piece as well. If you don't have something that you, you are currently using or you are looking for something stronger or maybe you've already been working on Lady Macbeth, well, this is an opportunity for you to get a leg up on what you're doing with the material and really demonstrate, you know, that you understand this text and you know how to make strong choices. Uh, and, uh, that is what Casting people are looking for. They're looking for somebody to come in and say, "Oh, you know, this person knows what they're doing. Uh, the, you know, they can take direction. They can, but they can make choices. And that's, the, you know, that's what they want to know. They want to know that you're going to come in and work at a professional level." So it is all virtual, and anyone, any any race, any uh, gender, any age, is welcome to sign up for either the actor or audience seats, though space is limited, even though it's online, and sessions begin Monday, October 11th. So don't delay in uh, checking that out. Uh, you can go to workingactorsjourney.com and find links to uh, sign up for Acting the Role with uh, Susan Angelo on Lady Macbeth. Really excited uh, that we can bring that uh, new opportunity to all of you. And, okay, bringing us back to today's episode and King John, the cast that you will hear is Marcelo Toubert as King John, Madeline Person as Queen Eleanor, Ross Helwig as Philip the Bastard, and Karina Chrisman as Robert. She also plays uh, Chatillon. He's a uh, French uh, ambassador of sorts, and uh, he comes in at the beginning. And then uh, uh, through the magic of theater and uh, online, uh, Karina will transform into the character of Robert, the other brother uh, that brings that land dispute. Uh, and for the uh, kind of creative side, there's uh, Gigi Birmingham is directing this scene, and Gideon Rappaport uh, was the dramaturg so without further ado i hope you enjoy here we go with the rehearsal room presentation of king john from february 2021 <laughs> My name is Nathan Agin. Uh I am the uh, host and producer of the Working Actors Journey, started as a podcast. And uh, over 2020, we uh, did some live stream readings, and that kind of morphed into these workshops that we've been doing uh, a few times, including, you know, the, the final presentations this week. Uh, and just to give you a little bit of uh, context about what this is, in case you haven't seen the uh, the previous evenings. So uh, we've taken one scene with a group, a uh, director and actors and a dramaturg and vocal coach, and really dived deep into the text of that one scene over a month. And uh, as any of these artists uh, will attend, um, uh, that is such a luxury to have that amount of time to work on this material. Uh, you know, even in professional productions, you're lucky if you get three to four weeks of rehearsal. Uh, very quickly you're up on your feet and, uh, just trying to stage everything. So, uh, we were excited to be able to put the focus on the text and, and that's really been, um, a, a great experience uh, for everybody. Um, we, uh, we do plan to do more workshops and, and are exploring other opportunities. And so, by signing up, we'll definitely let you know, keep you apprised of things. Whether you would be interested to join as an actor, as an attendee, or just continue to come to these uh, these scene evenings. Uh, and one of the other things we were excited to start is a coaching system, where many of the artists uh, and actors that you see this week are available for one-on-one private coaching. Anything from auditions to uh, acting in general to Shakespeare uh, to singing uh you know you can book your time directly with them so we're excited to uh, again make more ways for you to connect with these <clears throat> experienced professionals uh and one of the things uh, you know that we were very excited about with this week and you'll have noticed with the other scenes is that we can really focus on gender blind uh, age blind and color blind casting with this because we're putting the uh, the focus on the text and that's been really exciting uh and uh, every of the every one of the actors that, uh, registered, uh, had the opportunity to work with a, a text coach and a voice coach. So again, it's, it's been really exciting to bring, uh, this level of professionals to newer or younger actors, uh, and, uh, you know, just introduce them to uh, how professionals work on this stuff. So, uh, tonight is a continuation of the workshops, uh, that the actors and, and the director and, and dramaturg have been doing. Uh, and so it's, it, the groups handle it differently. You might see them go back and rework a section, go back and rework the whole scene, uh, you know, do notes. So, you know, this is meant to just kind of be a continued peek into that process. Uh, let me do a quick, uh, introduction of, uh, everybody that you'll, you'll see, and they'll be on, uh, in, you know, in a moment. But, uh, the director is Gigi Birmingham, uh, playing, uh, uh King John is Marcelo Toubert. Uh, playing Queen Eleanor is, uh, Madeline Person. Playing Philip Falconbridge is Ross Hellwig, And playing Chatillion and Robert Falconbridge is Karina Chrisman. Don't believe I forgot about it. Oh, and, uh, in a second you'll see him too. Uh, our dramaturge for this evening is Gideon Rappaport. So I believe that's it for me. That covers everything. Again, if you have any questions, notes, uh, anything like that, any feedback for the actors, please feel free to uh, uh, utilize those uh, uh, Zoom uh, emoticons or emojis uh, through this. We appreciate you guys being on mute and uh, off camera. It's just not the same as being in a theater, but we're we're doing our best to at least kind of bring that experience as, as best we can. Uh, and with that, I'll wrap up here and I will turn it over to Gideon uh, and he'll share a little bit more about the play that you're going to see the scene from. And we'll go from there. So Gideon. It's uh, off to you.
1: Thank you, Nathan. So I will just give a little bit of background of this play. Um, it's set in medieval England. Shakespeare gets it, the plot, uh, the stories from Hollandshed for the most part. Uh, the backstory is Henry II, the great King Henry II, had several sons, um, and his sons were in a very complex relation with him. Sometimes rebelling against him, sometimes making peace. The sons that matter to us are the heir to the throne, who was Richard the Lionheart, whom you all know from being absent uh, during the Robin Hood stories. When Prince John later becomes King John, um, he his he's called Cordelion, the heart of a lion. Uh, we call him Richard the Lionheart. He's got two younger brothers. One of them, named Geoffrey, is a bastard. That is, he was born out of wedlock to the king. Um, the other one, younger, is John, and he was legitimate, and he was born within wedlock to the king. So he, John, inherits the throne with the passing of Richard the Lionheart. There's a uh, fly in the ointment, and that is Geoffrey's young son, whose name is Arthur, has a mother named Constance who believes that Arthur should be the king. Because he's the son of an older brother than John, he has some claim to the throne. So he's pushed to claim that throne, though he's a young boy, by his mother and by the king of France. So that's backstory. Now, what we have before us is the entry of two brothers, uh, sons of a father who's got a chunk of land at, that brings in 500 pounds a year. And Sir Robert uh, is the, the name of this um, landholder. He dies and he leaves two sons, an older son named Philip and a younger son named Robert. Both of them are claiming the inheritance of this chunk of land and income. And the question is why? And the answer is, it's thought that the elder, Philip, like Jeffrey, is a bastard. So who was his real father? And can he inherit from his legal father when he's someone else's son? And that's all I want to say. You will find the unfolding of the story in a moment. Now I will introduce Gigi Birmingham, who's directed the scene, and I will be in the background.
2: Uh, Hello. It's uh, so sad not to be able to see you all. Thank you for coming tonight. I don't have anything to add. Thank you so much, Gideon, for your brilliant uh, explanation of the backstory. My concentration in directing the actors has been primarily um, the way I would direct anyone in any scene, well, you know, what, what is their motivation? What, what is the obstacle to their, to getting what they want? And how, what action are they going to take to get what they want? So that's what we've talked about. And, um, of course, given circumstances and, um, anything that you would study for any, any, any scene, any play. So, uh, now I'm going to, uh, allow the actors to present, uh, the first, the first, uh, first uh, run through of this scene. And then after that first, uh, First presentation, we'll, we'll continue to, to rehearse and to work on it.
3: Now say, Chatillon, what would France with us?
4: Thus, after greeting speaks the King of France in my behavior to the Majesty, the borrowed Majesty of England here.
5: A strange beginning. Borrowed Majesty? Silence, good mother.
3: Hear the embassy.
4: Philip of France, in right and true behalf of thy deceased brother Geoffrey's son, Arthur Plantagenet, lays most lawful claim to this fair island and the territories, to Ireland, Portiers, Anjou, Touraine, Maine, desiring thee to lay aside the sword which sways usurpingly these several titles, and put the same into young Arthur's hand, thy nephew and right royal sovereign.
3: What follows if we disallow of this?
4: The proud control of fierce and bloody war to enforce these rights so forcibly withheld.
3: Here have we war for war and blood for blood, controlment for controlment. So answer France.
4: Then take my king's defiance from my mouth, the farthest limit of my embassy.
3: Bear mine to him and so depart in peace be thou as lightning in the eyes of france for ere thou canst report i will be there the thunder of my cannon shall be heard so hence be thou the trumpet of our wrath and sullen passage presage of your own decay An honorable conduct let him have pembroke look to it farewell Chatillon.
5: what now my son Have have I not ever said how that ambitious Constance would not cease till she has kindled France and all the world upon the right and party of her son? This could have been prevented by easy arguments of love, which now the manage of two kingdoms must with fearful bloody issue arbitrate. Our strong possession and our right for us. Your strong possession much more than your right, or else with it must go wrong with you and me. So much my conscience whispers in my ear, which none but God and you and I shall hear.
1: My liege, here is the strangest controversy come from the country to be judged by you, that e'er I heard. Shall I produce the men? Let them approach. Our
3: abbeys and our priories shall pay this expedition's charge. What men are you? Your faithful subject, I... A gentleman born in Northamptonshire
6: and eldest son, as I suppose, to Robert Falconbridge, a soldier by the honor-giving hand of Cordelion knighted in the field. Ah,
3: and what art thou?
4: The son and heir to that same Falconbridge.
3: Is that the elder and art thou the heir? You came not of one mother then it seems. Oh most certain of
6: one mother, mighty king, that is well known, and as I think, one father, but for the certain knowledge of that truth I put you o'er to heaven into my mother. Of that I doubt, as all men's children may.
5: Out oh, on thee, rude man, thou dost shame thy mother and wound her honour with this diffidence.
6: I madam no I have no reason for it. That's my brother's plea and none of mine. The which if he can prove, he pops me out at least from fair five hundred pound a year. Heaven guard my mother's honor and my land. A good blunt fellow. Uh,
3: why being younger born doth he lay claim to thine inheritance?
6: Well, I know not why except to get the land, but once he slandered me with bastardy. But where I be as true begot or no, that still I lay upon my mother's head. But that I am as well begot my leash, fair fall the bones that took the pains for me, compare our faces and be judge yourself. If old Sir Robert did beget us both, and were our father and this son like him, oh old Sir Robert, father, on my knee, I give heaven thanks I was not like to thee.
3: Why, what a madcap hath heaven lent us here.
5: He hath a trick of Curde face. The accent of his tongue affected him. Do you not read some tokens of my son in the large composition of this man?
3: Mine eye hath well examined his parts and find them perfect, Richard. Uh, Sirah, speak. What doth move you to claim your brother's land?
6: Because he hath a half-face like my father. With half that face would he have all my land. A half-face groat, five hundred pound a year. My
4: gracious leech. When that my father lived, your brother did employ my father much.
6: Well, sir, by this you cannot get my land. Your tale must be how he employed my mother.
4: And once dispatched him in an embassy to Germany, there with the emperor to treat of high affairs touching the time. And the advantage of his absence took the king, and in the meantime sojourned at my father's, where how he did prevail, I shame to speak. But truth is truth. Large lengths of seas and shores between my father and my mother lay, as I have heard my father speak himself, when this same lusty gentleman was got. Upon his deathbed, he by will bequeathed his lands to me and took it on his death that this my mother's son was none of his. And if he were, he came into the world a full fourteen weeks before the course of time. Then, good, my liege, let me have what is mine." My father's
3: land, as was my father's will. Syrah, your brother is legitimate. Your father's wife did after wedlock bear him, and if she did play false, the fault was hers. Which fault lies in the hazards of all husbands that marry wives? Tell me, uh, how if my brother, who, as you say, took pains to get this son, had of your father claimed this son for his? In sooth, good friend, your father might have kept this calf bread from his cow from all the world. In sooth he might. Then if he were my brothers, my brother might not claim him, nor your father, being none of his, refuse him. This concludes. My mother's son did get your father's heir. Your father's heir must have your father's land.
4: Shall then my father's will be of no force to dispossess that child which is not his?
6: No more force to dispossess me, sir, than was his will to get me, as I think.
5: Whether has thou rather, be a falcon bridge, or, and like thy brother to enjoy thy land, or, the reputed son of Curdolion, lord of thy presence, and no land besides.
6: Madam, if my brother had my shape, and I had his, Sir Robert's his like him, and if my legs were two such riding rods, my arms such eelskin stuffed, my face so thin that... In mine ear I durst not stick a rose, lest men should say, Look where three farthings goes, and to his shape were heir to all this land. Would I might never stir from off this place, I would give it every foot to have this face. I would not be Sir Nob in any case.
5: I like thee well. Wilt thou forsake thy fortune? quit thy land to him and follow me? I am a soldier and now bound to France.
6: Brother, take you my land. I'll take my chance. Your face hath got five hundred pound a year, yet sell your face for five pence and tis dear. Madam, I'll follow you unto the death.
5: Nay, I'd have rather have you go before
6: me thither. Our country manners give our betters way. <laughs> what is thy name? Philip, my liege, so is my name begun. Philip, good old Sir Robert's
3: wife's. Eldest son. From henceforth bear his name, whose form thou bearest. Kneel down, Philip, but rise more great. Arise, Sir Richard and Plantagenet. Brother by the mother's side,
6: give me your hand. My father gave me honor, yours gave land. Now blessed be the hour, by night or day, when I was got, Sir Robert was away.
5: The very spirit of Plantagenet. I am thy the grandam,
6: Richard. Call me so. Oh, madam, by chance, but not by truth. What, though? Something about, a little from the right, in at the window, or else o'er the hatch, who dares not stir by day, must walk by night, and have is have, however men do catch. Near or far off, well won, is still well
3: shot, and I am I. Howe'er I was begot. Go, Falconbridge, now hast thou thy desire. A landless knight makes thee a landed squire. Come, madam, and come, Richard. We must speed for France, for France, for it is more than need. Brother, adieu.
6: Good fortune come to thee, for thou hast got in the way of honesty. A foot of honor. Better than I was. But many a many foot of land the worse. Well, now can I make any Joan a lady? <laughs> Gooden, Sir Richard. Oh, God a mercy, fellow. And if his name be George, I'll call him Peter. For new-made honor doth forget men's names. It's too respective and too sociable for your conversion. Now, your traveler. "'He and his toothpick at my worship's mess, "'and when my knightly stomach is sufficed, "'why, then I suck my teeth and catechize my picket man of countries. "'My dear sir,' thus leaning on my elbow, I begin, "'I shall beseech you.' "'That is question now.' "'And then comes answer like an absy book. "'Oh, sir,' says answer, "'at your best command, at your employment, at your service, sir.' "'Oh, no, sir,' says question. I, sweet sir, at yours.' And so our answer knows what question would, saving in dialogue of compliment and talking of the Alps, the Apennines, the Pyrenean and the River Po, it draws toward supper in conclusion so. But this is worshipful society and fits the mounting spirit like myself. For he is but a bastard to the time that doth not smack of observation. And so am I, whether I smack or no. And not alone in habit and device, exterior form, outward accoutrement, but from the inward motion to deliver sweet, sweet, sweet poison for the age's tooth, at which, though I will not practice to deceive, yet to avoid deceit I mean to learn, for it shall strew the footsteps of my rising.
2: It was wonderful. Uh, it was a very abrupt departure, but, but, but the meat was there. So thank <laughs> you for that. Did you want to say something, by the way, Gideon? Uh,
1: I got a few specific line notes if you want me to do that whenever uh, you, you d- want.
2: Yes. Why don't you go ahead and do that?
1: Okay. Uh, starting from the beginning, um, Line 10, Um Chatillon, to this fair island instead of ta, that's my, my, um hobby horse. Um, <laughs> King at line 56, uh, you are, you, you, I am hearing, what are thou? And it needs to be, what art thou? With the T. Oh on. yes, I think you, what art thou? What art thou?
3: Art thou? Yes. Um,
1: sure mine things. 93 is um, also the king. All right. Mine, what did I write? Well, oh, mine eye hath well examined his parts instead of my eye, mine eye. I think that mine was it. Eye
3: hath, yeah, mine eye hath well examined his parts and finds them perfect ritual. Oh,
1: I know I know what it was. You said find them and it's finds them. Finds
3: finds them per and finds them perfect.
1: Yes. Make sure you what? hit all those consonants Yes, the sentence. consonants please, especially on zoom. Um Robert Falconbridge at line 104 mm-hmm. uh to um that time instead of the time. Yes,
6: yeah.
1: Um Philip line 141 um and if
6: I swallowed the end, didn't I?
1: Yes, you did. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Uh King at line one sixty six. Um uh, you left out the thou. Vow. Neil thou down, Philip, but rise. Yes, I you know
3: I've been doing that uh consistently. Uh, you know, so that, that now it's time to just poke my eye out. Okay.
1: I will not <laughs> poke your eye out, but I will repeat <laughs> myself if I have.
3: No, listen. I appreciate it, uh, Philip.
1: Line two twenty. Um, what is it? Oh um, no, it was um, my. What was it? Nine two hundred. I'm sorry. Mine elbow, not my elbow, but mine elbow. Mine. Thank you. Um, at line two o eight, uh, Alps. And Apennines rather than Alps, the Apennines. Oh, did I say and the Apennines? No, you didn't say and the. You said of the Alps, the Apennines instead of the- of the Alps and Apennines. Gotcha. Thank you. And last one uh, at line 222. Um, um, yeah, I wouldn't hit the my so much. I would go more for the rising. Rising. Okay. I loved the way you did that speech. In general, I want to say everybody did a wonderful job. And I, I really love the way you did that speech, but, um, but go for the last word rather than the pronoun. Thank you. That's it for me for now. Okay. Thanks, I've, Gideon. Uh, and, and
2: I just, I just have one for you, um, Philip, and that is to 11, um, I'm so sorry that's not that's not 214 observation observation
6: right i did't I, I, I stretch it out the multi you need,
2: you need those three um feet of the of observation
6: the thank you that's
2: not smack of observation Great. Uh, that was not a line reading that was just uh for the meter
6: I got you <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> thank I, you
2: however so are you are you finished uh Gideon yes ma'am So do this now for a second Gideon yes go like that <laughs> um so everybody, this is so important, what Gideon shares with us. But for this next um, run through, I want you to not worry about that. I want us to just concentrate on the intentions and the given circumstances. So you can just uh, relax a little bit about the speech. I thought it was, it's awesome. You know, um, although Nathan says it's it's such so luxurious to have four weeks to work on the scene, together with your director, you've only actually had um, once a week for an hour and a half or two hours. For, this is the fourth time. So we've only had three rehearsals prior to this for an hour and a half or two hours. So we've actually had very little time together. And I know some of you have had some time with Gideon um, and and Ursula uh, for voice. And that's fantastic. But actually, we haven't had very much time together. So we're just going to continue um, to work on the material. OK, um, I have some technical things. So, um, Karina, um, do you have hair clips or something to put your hair back Nothing, or even a rubber band, something because it is a little distracting when it falls into your face. Um, so I'll start at the top, King John, if there's anything yes. you can do to um begin the scene um with sort of um oomph, that is to say, to present to present uh the beginning of the scene that you are you are deigning to speak now. <laughs> And so it can be a little, a little more, um.
3: Is it like a little kingly, more formal? Kingly
2: presentational.
3: A little more formal.
2: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, formal is for sure. not the word I'm looking for. Just, uh, announcing yourself by speaking. You're announcing your, um, you're opening the floor. Do you see what I'm saying?
3: I am. Yeah. I do.
2: Okay. Good, good. Well, um, we'll see. It's an invitation. You know, you're invitate, you're inviting the, the proceedings to begin. You're here for for the reception of whomever is coming before you. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Um, that was great presenting, presenting the news. Chatillion. That was, that was wonderful. Um, you've been working with Gideon. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. yeah. Nice, nice work. Very nice. Both of you. Um, so Shetillion, you know, you left too early, right? You want to wait till King John you. Yeah. He, he says, farewell Shetillion. So that that's, yeah, that's the, the very subtle hint that that's the moment to to leave, um, Queen Eleanor. Take some deep breaths as you as you work. Take deep breaths because, um, especially in Shakespeare, you don't want to be breaking up lines at places that it, they shouldn't be broken. Do you know what I mean? You want to be sure to have enough breath to follow through on the the line, um, King John. Yes. Our strong possession. Where is that? Our strong position. Uh, right thirty-nine. Yes. yes. So, what are you what are you doing there? What what are you doing there? Why are you replying to her in that way? It's not even a full sentence. What do you what are you saying to her? She so says, have,
3: "By position, we have we by the position we have we have the right to this. It's ours."
2: Um, and do you really?
3: Uh well, in in his in my mind, yes.
2: Yeah, but isn't it? It are you defending a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're um, telling
2: her to shut up or something. I just think it can be, it can be, it can be sharper in that right you're you're trying to suppress her in a way. I think.
3: Yeah, a strong position or right for us. Yeah, um, it's an odd. It's a, I find it an odd line. That's probably why you're you're picking up a little bit on that. um uh, Not. He- I don't think I was hesitant with it, but it's. um Um. It needs a little more oomph to it. Okay.
2: I think it's a strong reply. It's a rebuttal to her nagging at you. She's, she's like remonstr. She's, she's, she's uh, blaming you. She's, uh, you know, she's, she's telling you, I told you so. I freaking told yeah. you that's what happened.
3: Right. This could have been prevented. This could have been Man. prevented.
2: You're not, you know, he's got a point. Are you the king? I don't know. And you're like, I'm the king. I'm here. Who's who's sitting in this throne? I'm here. Just put. Just try and shut her up. You're not going to shut her up, but uh, you know, in a kingly way, try to shut her up. (laughs) Um, Thanks. Okay, everybody. What I've talked about the 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 you know the royal the royal constant openness power emanating from your chest authority. You're all authoritative beings. So everyone should have this kind of the pride of stature. Um, Y'all watched *Downton Abbey*. Yeah. I mean, that was only hundred, you know, hundred fifty years, hundred years ago, right? Um, But the the breeding that the um, upstairs family possesses prevents them from ever caving over. You never see them cave over. Even Lady Edith when she's in utter despair and weeping, she still weeps with her back straight. She might do this, but she would never, you know, she would never do this. She would never collapse. This remains when you have royalty or you have stature, you just it's the first thing you're taught is you stand with self-respect. So I think everybody everybody in the um in this story um, can afford to stand with authority. King John. Yes. um, Around 58. 58. Is that the elder? Remember that on 58, is that the elder and art thou the heir, that you're speaking to Robert. Remember that you're speaking to Robert. Yeah. So,
3: so, uh, well, I'm speaking, uh, yes. Is that the elder? I mean, is that the elder and art thou the heir? Right? yeah so because because i I've, I've have i have uh, Robert to my right is that the nobody's he's, he's he's asking um is that the elder uh
2: yeah is that I, the elder and are thou the so he you're talking to Robert, but who responds to you is Philip. Philip, so twice you ask Robert something and Philip responds, so I yes. know we're on zoom and like where is everybody, and am i on my right or my left that doesn't matter you can always. You can always win by looking into camera. So whoever you're speaking to, look into camera, if you like. And
3: then I I had a little. Let
2: me just finish my thought. okay? my thought is just that you can look into camera when you're speaking to Robert. And then when Philip responds, look elsewhere like you're talking to Robert, but then look elsewhere. It doesn't matter where you look, but you're getting your response, not from the person you're talking to. That will clarify for us that you were supposed to be getting a response from Robert. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, because I think I have um, uh Robert. Uh, is that the elder? I had him here. Is that the elder and are thou the heir? So I had them in two different places. But is that the elder and art thou? I mean, I could just keep it here. Is that the elder and art thou the heir? I don't know if that makes sense.
2: What I'm saying is, as long as you shift your focus from whoever mm-hmm. you're asking the question to, we will know that somebody else is answering you. You're not yes. getting the answer from the person that, that. otherwise it looks like, I don't want to spend too much time on this. It just looks like I you were you. asking, Rob, it looks like you were asking Philip, is that the elder and art thou the heir? Right now, the way it is. So um, I, I, this might be more than we can handle on Zoom. But on 58 and 93, you're asking Robert, and then it's Philip who answers you. So I'm just saying for your response, you ask the question and you might just look somewhere else for when you hear the response if it's easy yeah. to do
3: yeah i got i um, think i got it
2: um for the asides between queen eleanor and king john you might want to um you're doing marcello uh, is doing great um uh, queen eleanor you might notice he he comes very close to the to the camera to show us that it's an aside or i don't even mind if you guys do this or that whatever well, I don't care. I mean, they wouldn't do that, but, um, so it's better if you just approach oh. the camera. Yeah, I don't, th- this doesn't work because that's no. so plebeian. Um, but just move closer to the camera so we know it's an aside and remember that it is an aside between you. Um, I don't want to give I don't want to spend too much time talking, but, uh, it's, it, like I said, it's safe to look at the camera when in doubt, look at the camera, um, for whoever you're talking to. Robert, nice speech. Um, Nice, nice big speech. Um, yes, um, one hundred and two, and so on. One hundred and two on. Around one seventeen. Um, you know, you're you're asking for it. Mm-hmm. So don't just say the words, but choose to now. Now you know you've you've explained. You've explained everything, and now. Put your fate in his hands. Really ask. Really demand. You know, this is what. Please do the right thing. Come on. Come on. Right. Say to the king, come on. And we'll be all right. Um, Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Around 140. I just want to give you an example of um, a place where you can pitch up at the end of the sentence. Not that way, not the way I just did where we in people in current parlance always talk like they have questions. Every time they're talking, they're always asking questions like that all the time. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm not talking about doing that. I'm just talking about using, especially in Shakespeare, using the opportunity to pitch something up so that you might have emphasis. The way that I'm doing right now so that you understand what I'm saying. There's emphasis at the end of my line. So you might use that technique, for example, at the end of that brief um, speech that you have that starts with I like thee well in
5: 152. Oh, I like thee well. Bound um, to France.
2: Yeah. So it has to be, you know, motivated internally. Oh. But yes.
5: Okay. France, you mean.
2: Uh-huh. I'm almost done. Philip, um, line 168. Um, oh, you you probably figured this out. You want to wait till he tells you to rise up. He's going to tell you to rise up.
6: <laughs> yes. I'm sorry you know? about that. Oh, yeah. no
2: worries. Everybody remember this. there is now urgency from the moment Chatillon leaves there's going to be war. I mean the Falconbridge gentlemen they have their own urgency. they're there to settle a really important dispute. but Queen Eleanor and King John, you only have a couple of minutes you've got to get going right now you've got to get to France, so you're going to listen to this um to the this this uh, uh question of land ownership between the brothers, but partly you take longer than you would have because you're like. Could that be Richard's son, right? So that's the thing that kind of makes you pause before you shoot off to France. But remember, you're about to shoot off to France, so we have to get this done quickly and um, efficiently. Does that make sense? Just remember efficiency, you guys. Um, and and your speech, Philip. Lovely, lovely work. Um, it's really lovely, really um. I think you can lose yourself in the ecstatic fantasy until you suddenly, you know, come back to the room until 211 when you come back to the room. Yeah, it was great. By lose yourself, I I mean, you can go, this is back to the forget the Shakespeare part. Just be alone with yourself with this new ecstatic news. And you just can't help yourself kind of going off into a, you know, (laughs) Oh my God. So just. Feel that you are alone. Be non-performative. There's nobody there watching you. I don't care if you turn away from the camera. Just experience what has just happened and think about what it's going to be like.
6: Does that make sense? It does. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Good. Good.
2: Um, and to, yeah, cool. Okay. Let's do it again, you guys. Um, let's, let's go through, um, let's stop right after, um, Right after Essex's, right, just before the, the gentlemen approach. Shall I produce them and let them approach? Our Abbeys and our Priors will, shall pay this expedition's charge. We'll stop there, okay? <coughs> take a moment, right. you guys, to sit, you know, take a moment within yourselves, take a breath, think about where you came from, how long you've been sitting there, or whatever you're doing, and what's about to happen. What you want. What do I want?
3: Now say, Châtillon, what would France with us?
4: After greeting, speaks the king of France, in my behavior, to the majesty, the borrowed majesty of England here.
5: A strange beginning? Borrowed majesty?
3: Silence, good mother. Hear the embassy.
5: Philip of France,
4: in right and true behalf of thy deceased brother Geoffrey's son, Arthur Plantagenet, lays most lawful claim to this fair island and the territories, to Ireland, Portiers, Anjou, Touraine, Maine, desiring thee to lay aside the sword which sways usurpingly these several titles and put the same into young Arthur's hand, thy nephew and right royal sovereign.
3: What follows if we disallow of this?
4: The proud control of fierce and bloody war to enforce these rights so forcibly
3: withheld. Here have we war for war and blood for blood, controlment for controlment. So answer France.
4: Then take my king's defiance from my mouth, the farthest limit
3: of my embassy. Bear mine to him and so depart in peace. Be thou as lightning in the eyes of France, for ere thou canst report, I will be there. The thunder of my cannon shall be heard. So hence, be thou the trumpet of our wrath and sullen presage of your own decay. An honorable conduct let him have. Pembroke, look to it. Farewell, Chatillon.
5: But now, my son... Have I not ever said how that ambitious Constance would not cease till she has kindled France and all the world upon the right and party of her son? This might have been prevented with easy arguments of love, which now the manage of two kingdoms must with fearful, bloody issue arbitrate. Our strong
3: possession and our right for us.
5: Your strong possession much more than your right, or else it must go wrong with you and me. So much my conscience whispers in my ear, which none but God and you and I shall hear.
1: My liege, here is the strangest controversy come from the country to be judged by you that e'er I heard. Shall I produce the men? Let them approach. Our abbeys and our
3: priories shall pay this expedition's charge. Good. Men good. Are
2: good, you? good. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I wanted to stop there. That went so fast and it was beautiful. I think we should just um, continue, okay?
3: I'll take it from "What Men Are You." Thank you. <laughs> what men are you? Your
6: faithful subject, I, a gentleman born in Northamptonshire and eldest son, as I suppose, to Robert Falconbridge, a soldier by the honor-giving hand of Cordelion, knighted in the field.
3: What art thou? What art?
4: What art thou? son and
3: heir to the same Falconbridge. is that the elder and art thou the heir you came not a, you came not of one mother then it seems
6: most certain of one mother mighty king that is well known and as i think one father but for the certain knowledge of that truth i put you all to heaven and to my mother of that i doubt as all men's children may
5: out on thee rude man Thou dost shame
6: thy mother and wound her honour with this diffidence. I, madam, no. I have no reason for it. That's my brother's plea and none of mine. The which, if he can prove, he pops me out at least from fair five hundred pound a year. Heaven guard
3: my mother's honour and my land. A good blunt fellow. Why, being younger born, does he lay claim to thine sin? <laughs> More time. A good blunt fellow. Why, being younger born, did he lay claim to thine inheritance? I
6: know not why, except to get the land, but once he slandered me with bastardy. But where I be as true begot or no, that still I lay upon my mother's head. But that I am as well begot, my liege. Fair fall, the bones that took the pains for me. Compare our faces, and be judge yourself. If old Sir Robert did beget us both, and were our father and this son like him... Oh, old Sir Robert, father, on my knee I give heaven
3: thanks... I was not like to thee. Why, what a madcap hath heaven lent us here.
5: Well, he hath a trick of Kurt face. The accent of his tongue affecteth him. Do you not read some tokens of my son in the large composition of this man?
3: Mine eye hath well examined his parts and finds them perfect, Richard. Sirha, speak. What doth move you to claim your brother's land? Because he hath a half-face like my
6: father. With half that face would he have all my land. A half-face groat, five hundred pound a year. My gracious liege, when
4: my father lived, your brother did employ my father much.
6: Well, sir, by this you cannot get my land. Your tale must be how he employed my mother.
4: And once dispatched him in an embassy to Germany, there with the emperor to treat of high affairs touching that time. The advantage of his absence took the king, and in the meantime sojourned at my father's, where how he did prevail, I shame to speak. A truth is truth. Large lengths of seas and shores between my father and my mother lay, as my, as I have heard my father speak himself, when this same lusty gentleman was got. On his deathbed he by will bequeathed his lands to me and took it on his death that this my mother's son was none of his and if he were he came into the world full 14 weeks before the course of time then good my liege let me have what is mine my father's land as was my father's
3: will uh, Sirrah, your brother is legitimate your father's wife did after wedlock bear him And if she did play false, the fault was hers. Which fault lies on the hazards of all husbands that marry wives? Tell me, how if my brother, who, as you say, took pains to get this son, had of your father claimed this son for his? In sooth, good friend, your father might have kept this calf bread from his cow from all the world. In sooth, he might. Then if he were my brothers, my brother might not claim him, nor your father, being none of his, refuse him. This concludes... My mother's son did get your father's heir. Your father's heir must have your father's land.
4: Then shall my father's will be of no force to dispossess that child which is not his?
3: Of no more force to dispossess
6: me, sir, than was his will to get me, as I think.
5: Whether has thou rather be a Falconbridge bridge, and, like thy brother, to enjoy thy land, or the reputed son of Cerdaliah? Lord of thy presence, and no land besides.
6: Madam, and if my brother had my shape, and I had his, Sir Robert's, his, like him, and if my legs were to such riding rods, my arms such eelskin stuffed, my face so thin that in mine ear I durst not stick a rose, lest men should say, look where three farthings goes, and to his shape were heir to all this land, Would I might never stir from off this place, I would give it every foot to have this face. I would not be Sir Nob in any case.
5: I like thee well. Wilt thou forsake thy fortune? Bequeath thy land to him and follow me? I am a soldier now bound to
6: France. Brother, take you my land. I'll take my chance. Your face hath got five hundred pound a year, (laughs) yet sell your face for five pence and tis dear. Madam, I'll follow you unto the death.
5: Nay, I would have you go before
6: me thither. Our country manners give our betters way. What is thy name? Philip, my liege, so is my name begun. Philip, good old Sir
3: Robert's wife's eldest son. (laughs) From henceforth. From henceforth bear his name, whose form thou bearest. Kneel down, Philip, but rise more great. Arise, Sir Richard, and Plantagenet.
6: Brother by the mother's side, give me your hand. My father gave me honor. Yours gave land. Land. Now, blessed be the hour, by night or day, when I was got, Sir Robert was away.
5: (laughs) The very spirit of Plantagenet, I am thy grandam, Richard. Call me so.
6: Oh, madam, by chance, but not by truth. What, though? Something about, a little from the right, in at the window or else o'er the hatch? Who dares not stir by day must walk by night, and have is have, however men do catch— Near or far off, well, one is still well shot, and I am I. Howe'er I was begot,
3: go, Falconbridge. Now hast thou thy desire. A landless knight makes thee a landed squire. Come, madam, and come, Richard. We must speed for France. For France, for it is more than need.
6: Brother, adieu. Good fortune come to thee, for thou wast got in the way of honesty. <laughs> foot of honor better than i was but many a many foot of land the worse <laughs> well now can i make any joan a lady <laughs> good then sir richard got a mercy fellow and if his name be george i'll call him peter for new made honor to forget men's names is too respective and too sociable for your conversion now your traveler "'He and his toothpick at my worship's mess, "'and when my knightly stomach is sufficed, "'why, then I suck my teeth and catechize "'my picket man of countries. Uh, "'My dear sir,' thus leaning on my elbow I begin, "'I shall beseech you,' that's question now oh, and then comes answer like an abse book oh no sir uh, says answer at your best command at your employment at your service sir oh no sir says question i sweet sir at yours and so answer knows what question would saving in dialogue of compliment and talk him of the alps and apennines the Pyrenean and the river po it draws towards suffer in conclusion so But this is worshipful society, and fits the mounting spirit like myself, for he is but a bastard to the time that doth not smack of observation, and so am I, whether I smack or no, and not alone in habit and device, exterior form, outward accoutrement, but from the inward motion to deliver sweet, sweet, sweet poison for the age's tooth, which though I will not practice to deceive, yet to avoid deceit, I mean to learn, for it shall strew the footsteps of my rising. Nicely
2: done, team. So good. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Um, I think I, I might just make a few comments, but I think we might, um open it up to, to, uh, to Nathan and Gideon and, uh, the audience. Uh, is this, is this the moment, Nathan? <laughs> Can I just make a few comments and then the I'll moment? The moment
0: you- has arrived, yes. Uh, but, but okay. please, uh, it's, it's still yeah. your show. You. you do as much as you like. I
2: just wanted to compliment my actors. um Marcelo, as King John, you were just, you had really strong regal authority this time. And I felt your power. it was really powerful so thanks.
3: I, I lost myself in the looks. I all of a sudden I started thinking about where I was looking and lost a little bit of the thread. But you know, I just thought oh i if I do one more time, it'll be perfect so anyway
2: <laughs> Madeline, you too very, very nice strength and entitlement. I felt your um confidence of who you were it was it was great,
5: it would be powerful yeah. um, I also didn't know where to look like, really that we I didn't think that's true yeah well we didn't have we
2: didn't get that far um, Philip, beautiful um, you know I, I, you made me this is the first time I've really kind of gotten the character that I Gigi have understood um, the motivation of this character and how he's built and he's he's just one of those people who just you know he's going to get what he wants. No matter what, and he has a charm and an entitlement and a power, personal power. He's a guy with personal power. That's who he is. Personal power, personal charisma. That was it was beautiful. It's great.
6: Thank you, Cheesy. Uh-huh. Thank you.
2: And Corinna, uh, just great work. Beautiful. Really clear, totally specific. I knew what you wanted and I felt your pain at moments. Uh, all of it. It was all there. So great work, you guys. Um, let's so up. Nathan, what, what do you want us to do now?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I, will remind uh, everybody that's uh, here, you can, um, if you have any questions, uh, you know, for the, the King John group, uh, you can either put them in the uh, zoom chat if you'd like me to ask them or, uh, if you, you know, you're welcome to unmute yourself. Uh, if, if you want to ask, uh, or even if you uh, want to come on camera, that's, that's certainly welcome too. uh, I will share a, a, a couple comments that came in uh, while you guys were working um, and, uh, let's see. So, uh, Maggie, uh, Maggie uh, had the comment of, uh, of engrossing. Um, and, uh, then Peter said, uh, well done all really enjoyed the difference between first and second run. Bravo, clear and emotionally connected. Uh, so, uh, and I did see some, some applause, uh, emojis flying around. So, uh, people seem to really enjoy it. And, you know it is said a number of times when you talk about king john many people are like uh, oh I'm, I'm not familiar with the play or i don't know it or i haven't seen it and uh what i personally enjoyed was was getting to uh explore this scene through the work that you guys were doing and and i kind of mentioned this last night i think the the barometer of a good scene is when you want to see what happens next you know you're just kind of so pulled into the story that it's like well now what happens Uh, and, and, and I think that's, uh, that was present here that, okay, well, and of course, this being the first scene in the play, it sets up everything to follow. So, you know, you're very interested of like, well, now what's going to happen with the war and what's going to happen with Philip? I mean, it's a, it's a real, it's a nice cliffhanger scene. So, um, so yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was great. And, um, I, um, I will, I will, uh, uh, ask, uh, you know, of the group. And, and again, you know, people can ask questions as they, as they want. Uh, you can also use the zoom hand raise function all that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, you know, I would, I would love to hear from, uh, you know, the actors, what they, uh, found, you know, working as you, mentioned, you know, as a weekly, uh, format, uh, you know, even in this short time, how you felt the work grew from week to week or, or things that you were able to discover, or, uh, find in the text or things that surprised you. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, it's, it's a bit of a broad question, but by design. So I, I would just be curious to hear from the actors, uh, what your experience of working on, on the scene this way was.
3: Well, uh, if I may, yeah. um, yeah, well, you know, we start like any rehearsal, um, in a bit of a fog, uh, uh, meaning that we're just kind of finding our way. Um, there's the language that, you know, this is so layered with the, um, the backstory. And, and just figuring out who belongs to who, who's the father, who's the, that whole thing is, uh, uh, and it's amazing that little by little, uh, week to week, that becomes a, clear with, uh, Gigi's help and Gideon's help, um, and, and then as you're working with the other actors, uh, so that that process, which is why I like doing these, is, uh, because it is a, always a challenge and, uh, and what may seem Something that oh this is fairly easy. this is plain speak you can understand you realize it's not it's and then that you have to you have to spend the time with it to uh, kind of figure it out and uh, and Gideon I think I left out that one uh, kneel thou down Philip so I say to you in homage uh, just right now um, so it's uh it's been the, it's been wonderful every time the, you know these and I like having the four weeks with a time in between mm-hmm. and uh, it, it has a, you know, feeling of rehearsal as this did. And, and, and then you think, Oh no, if I had just, and then all of a sudden I, now I'm ready to do it again. Right.
0: Right. Right. Well, I, I, the point that came up last week is that, uh, that meant, as you mentioned that that time between that, it, it gives it a little bit of time to ferment and marinate in your brain as opposed to having to do it every day and, and having it uh, uh, compacted that, that this time allows the, because there is such complexity uh, with either the language or the backstories, especially in this case, Gideon could have talked for an hour just about all the plots and, and, uh, and, and overthrowing the government, you know, the, the king and all this kind of stuff. So there is so much going on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great to, great to hear that the, the weekly rehearsals uh, can aid in that, uh, that journey for you guys. Uh, any yeah, of the I other like, answers? I like the
3: format. I like yeah. that format.
0: Oh, good, good.
3: The, the, the um, scene, one scene. And yeah, four
0: weeks. Right, right. Um any of the other actors uh want to share you know, the experience? Sure, I'll have in. Mm-hmm. um uh the it was uh it it
6: uh really great that you expect when you're when you're going to do a Zoom reading, it's we're going to be focusing, okay, text, 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 and we're going to sit and kind of do our thing. But what was so great, the way that uh, that Gigi approached this 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 entire process with us, uh, was right off the bat, it was remember who you are, remember who you are physically. This is the world, and and it, it, I, I realized, you know, so many times when just rehearsing rehearsing a Shakespeare play there isn't necessarily the time or it's forgotten about to kind of get everybody on the same page with where we are and what the world is and sort of what those conventions are. And, and, you know, or, or if that happens, it happens later in the process and everybody starts having to adjust kind of, you know, their, their performances at that point. And, uh, it was, it was really interesting starting from, from that place here Mm -hmm. on zoom. And I think it really, it really helped us, uh, um, uh, is sort of it, it kickstarted us into figuring out our characters and uh and focusing on you know our, our our objectives and that in context of of everybody else in the scene and and
0: and and the grand scheme of things. So that was that was really really cool. And uh and Ross in your case this was a character that you had played before. I didn't and I didn't know that, you know, you coming into this. So what was it like to revisit just this you know this part of that character? Uh it was awesome. Uh, it, you know,
6: it's, it, it's, it's a character with a character like this, you know, you play it the first time and you go, man, I want to do it again and again and again. Um And, um, you know, there were some things that, uh that, that, that even, even, in, you know, in this, in this first scene, just, just textually, I had struggled with the first time through uh, the first time I, I, I worked on, on the piece and, and I really kind of took this opportunity um, working with Gigi and with Gideon to kind of, to dig in, uh, more slowly with more specificity, with more time, uh, to kind of, you know, uh, uh, answer some, some questions I've had, like, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for years, for years since since that first time. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I love being able to come back to something and, and come to a a deeper understanding of it.
0: Yeah. Great. Great. Um, with, uh, for, uh, Karina or, or Madeline, um, you know, what I'm also curious is, uh, you know, since you guys were able to come into this and work with, uh, you know, these experienced professionals, uh, Gigi and Marcelo and Ross and Gideon and Ursula, uh, the vocal coach, um, you know, I, uh, any of that, you know, that you want to share in addition to your experience working on the text, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear, uh, your journey with that.
4: Sure. Um, I really enjoyed breaking that down, um, working through the layers, like starting off the first week and talking about our motivation and then backing up and just working with Gideon and really diving into the text um, and then coming back to a rehearsal, feeling like I had some more uh, information to add and then the next week working with Ursula and adding that on. And um, I so appreciated just listening to the conversations um, mm-hmm. as Gigi gave people information or, or suggestions and um, after sort of talk, like. like Hearing their thought process through it, trying to uh, understand and, and figure out that whole, sometimes you understand, um, what's being asked, but you are trying to figure out what you need to be doing <laughs> to, um, um, show that. And, um, so yeah, I really enjoyed listening to those interactions, um, and learning
7: from that.
0: Great. Well, uh, you know, like many of us, uh, who have been in an acting class, uh, can, can relate. When you're up and working on your scene, you, your brain can tend can go to mush and you can't process anything the teacher's trying to tell you. But of course, everyone in the audience, it's clear as day what is being said and what's being asked. So it it can be very helpful to to have that observational standpoint, uh, you know, in this kind of, you know, to be in the room and to hear the conversations between others. Uh, even if both people, they're communicating clearly, you have the benefit of hearing like, oh, this is, okay, yeah, I see how that would help or, or the stress here or the uh, intention there. Uh, that, that kind of thing is absolutely helpful. Um,
3: so it, it's, a, it's amazing oh, yeah, how, ahead, how I'm no, I was just going to say, it's amazing how, uh, when other people get notes, uh, they are so clear. <laughs> Why aren't they getting that? And you know, and then, and then you <laughs> you're think,
0: Oh, wait, what, what did she, what did she tell me? Wait, right. what? Or, or, the, or there's the actor uh, mentality of like, but I'm doing that, right? Aren't I doing that? Like, I'm, I'm, I, I am doing that. It's like, no, you're, you're not doing. You think you're doing it, but that's okay. Well, I appreciate. Uh. <laughs> uh, Gigi.
3: Also, Gigi is so specific. Um, yeah. In in the breaking down of the acting stuff that is, um, um, you know, because sometimes we just forget to mm-hmm. do that that part of the work.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's a great reminder. Uh, you know, a number of people have mentioned it that you know Shakespeare. Wrote scenes about real people. You know, yes, they were kings and queens and royalty and all this, but it was it was what was really going on behind closed doors, and and that's what made them relatable and why we're you know still talking about it four hundred plus years later. So you know, bringing that that uh, reality to it, I think is is helpful, and you know, to, uh, having that, I, I guess I won't call it a modern approach, but just having that specificity, uh, I think, only adds to the scene, um, to the work, and, and overall. Uh, Madeline, is there anything you wanted to share?
5: I've enjoyed the process. I agree with Marcelo that, you know, four weeks, one scene, uh, it, you know, it, it, we get the time, it gets uh, it, the time to sink in. And, um, uh, yes, I've enjoyed it. I love acting. <laughs> I love it, you know. And I, I think everybody here in this group is wonderful actor, so I enjoy it very much.
0: Oh, cool. And uh, I, I do want to get to Gigi and uh, Gideon in a second. I just want to share a couple more comments uh, from the group. Elizabeth says, uh, love the terrific work. I saw an early rehearsal. So it was good to see how well it all developed. Uh, well done, y'all. Uh, and then uh, Eleanor uh, had a question for, uh, I guess it's mostly for Ross. Uh, uh, you know, with your monologue uh, at the end, you, you know, you clearly have a facility with the language in terms of speed. Um, was there a choice in terms of, you know, for yourself, I, I, you know, and I'm trying to parse out her question, uh, of, of how, uh, your pace was going to be through that? Because it, it gets a little, I mean, well, I shouldn't say a little, it gets dense in terms of what you're talking about and the imagery you're using. So did you think about, you know, oh, I should, you know, did you ever go through it or think about I need to really slow this down or, or not? Or how did, how did you approach it in terms of just your pace? Uh,
6: yes, uh, I mean, that's something that, that, that I, I, I do think about pace a lot, um, just through, throughout the process. I, I, I will admit at, at the place i i'm not i'm not done with that piece i still feel you know i, I don't feel like you know if, if this were opening night i would i would be i would be like no, there's still so much to do you know um and uh so so this is sort of a mid a mid process mm-hmm. um a a a, a mid process place where where i feel like i i am uh i would definitely want to revisit pace especially for uh to make sure that i'm not rushing over. Things that are too complex for for clarity and 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 things like that. And honestly, that that last time, um, I was I was just 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 for a window in, if that if that's helpful, yeah. uh, to match up what 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 you might have seen with what was going on in in my mind that time was I was focusing on that uh, sort of um you know emotional springboard that that Gigi had, had had mentioned before this last time, and using that excitement through the first through the first half. Um, I don't know if that is, is at all part of the, so I wasn't thinking about pace, but I imagine I, I in my excitement, I might've gotten, I might've gotten, uh, sped up at that time. And then I sort of let myself out of that at line 210 or whatever, whatever the the place was where, where he, where, where he comes out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, uh, so Yes, I I do think about, I think about pace very, very much so when I'm, when I'm breaking down how I'm going to be uh, doing something eventually, that was part of my process up to this point, but it wasn't on my, it wasn't on my mind that time. Sure. That yeah.
0: And, and, and I think, you know, for a lot of actors, there's, there's the work that you're doing. And then eventually you just kind of trust that it's there when you, when you tell the story. But, uh, I I think the question was, was, uh, partly about just your, your preparation to that point. And and what I want to also distinguish is that, um, I don't think it, it, or yeah, I'm, I I don't believe it's happening in this case, but a lot of times actors, when they're unclear about something can tend to go very quickly because they're just thinking, I just want to get through this. I don't know what's going on and I, I don't want anyone to quiz me what's going on. So let me just say this as fast as humanly possible so we can get to the next thing. Uh, and I know you've spent a lot of time uh, working on this piece, including uh, on a session with Gideon to really, I think uh, it seemed to really help you understand what is it I'm talking about? What is everything that's going on? So from my perspective, it seemed like you were very clear what you were trying to communicate. It's just figuring out how can you then make sure that's clear to the audience. Is that correct?
6: Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, I guess, I guess speed isn't necessarily something that that I feel like I need to be afraid of so long as, so long as there's a, there's a director, text coach or whatever, you know, that's there to say, to, 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 to let me know like, Hey, hold on, you need to slow down. Um, and I think, I think if, if, if operatives and rhetoric work and everything like that is, is is solid so that it's 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 more than just me knowing what it is I'm saying and trusting that if I know then the audience will know but but actually making sure that I'm that I'm on point with my text work that then you can speed things up and the audience will be able to follow the the uh, the argument and that's that that ca- that came f- has come from years of watching um you know great actors and and some of them um, D- Dakin Matthews comes to mind like sometimes man he, just he is moving at lightning speed and I'm like, and and I just feel like it's magic because, because I'm, I'm, I'm understanding crystal, you know, with crystal clarity, everything that he's saying in very dense things.
0: Right. Um, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I think it applies to, you know, both Shakespeare and, and, and certainly Shaw that, and I will I won't be as eloquent saying this, but there's a certain quality where you can go as fast as, as possible as long as you are clear about what you're saying. That as, as clear as you are, you can go that fast because the audience will will, will keep up with you. Um, and and a, a comment just came in as, as we were talking about this that Joe said I thought the speed the second time added to the character and to my interest about what happens next. Uh, oh, cool. And no meaning was lost because the phrasing was still quite clear. so that that kind of goes to your point um, uh, that you were making, Ross. Um, thank you and, uh, and and thank you all for your for your comments uh, as you're coming in. Um, uh, Gigi, I'm, I'm, I'd love to hear, uh, your, uh, your experience with working on this scene. I don't know if you were, were uh, familiar with the play at all, uh, or, you know, I mean, certainly maybe, uh, in some context you might, you know, certainly have known these characters, but, uh, what was it like your journey working on all this?
2: I didn't know the play. Um, so thank you for, you know, adding to my repertoire
7: sure
2: that i I just want to add on to that pace uh, conversation because i I take some responsibility if if anybody felt it was too fast because I did urge the actors to be aware of the given circumstances which you know King John has just declared war and uh Philip is about to join his new you know um family uh on 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 the way to france he you know we talked about he's leaving here to do what he's got to go grab his stuff and come right back. Cause they're on their way in 10 seconds, you know, to get on a boat, um, for, for Calais or whatever. Um, so the urgency, we did talk a lot about the urgency of this, of the whole scene from the moment that, uh, Chatillion leaves, there's a new, it's like a new, a new world has just, you know, has just happened. England is at war taking a little break to have a little conversation with the to have to have to settle a dispute, which then turns into like more important because could this be Richard's heir? And and so that there's a little pause for that. But the moment that that's all resolved, the king and the queen go off because they're preparing to leave and uh, Philip is going to go pack. So so he had to have some urgency in that moment of, you know, in between that moment of where he's giddily experiencing this. Mind blowing thing that just happened the way you do, the way you do in real life, you just, everything stops for a moment and then he's off. So right,
7: right.
2: Take some responsibility for if if it was too fast. And I did, I do tend to work quickly because in real life, I mean, I'm a speedy person as you can see, but a lot of people are and a lot of television shows are now. So I like to encourage actors to, to allow natural human of course, we are faster now than we used to be, I'm sure. Much faster than they were um, in Shakespeare's... I don't know what I'm talking about. But it seems that we're just super speeded up now. Everything is just super speedy. Right. But um, I just like it to be natural, to be real. I want it to be real. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wonderful working with these fabulous actors. All of them were lovely. Lovely actors. Lovely to work with. I appreciate... I'm Speaking to the actors, I appreciate your openness and willingness to hear any and all... Uh, suggestions or ideas, uh, you know, that I might have thrown your way. Um, I hope that I'm open and willing to hear, you know, alternative ideas, of course. Um, Gideon was just amazingly helpful. Uh, not being a Shakespeare expert, to have Gideon with us gave me and the rest of us such a sense of security and safety um, and I didn't even have to worry that much about it because Gideon was there and I could just concentrate on, you know, the basics of, of a good scene of acting, mm-hmm, a good, you know, mm-hmm. taking good material and making it, uh, you know, delivering it in a, in a, in a way that is, um, um, dramatic.
6: Yeah. Great. Uh, great. Super well,
2: fun. Super fun. You know, of course you want 10 more weeks and
6: of course, yeah. you know,
2: you just want to, Chew on it for just forever, cause you can, cause it's Shakespeare, you can just spend, you could spend endless amount of time on this one scene. You could totally try it sure. 50 different ways. You could, right. you know, it's, it's just delicious material.
0: Yeah. It's oh, that's great. You know. That's great to hear.
2: What really uh, having Gideon there was, it makes, it's like the difference between night and day in terms of for a, for a non-Shakespeare, um, expert director to have that blanket of, um, knowledge, Um, and, and, and perspicacity and, um, acuity and noticing, um, was, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, I second that.
2: Thank you, Gideon.
0: Well, uh, may, may 2021 be the year of the dramaturge. I I hope there's a resurgence, (laughs) uh, in, in, uh, recognizing how valuable that, uh, that, that position can be. And, and certainly in our workshops, uh, you know, all the groups have, have said as much to have someone there that, uh, is so knowledgeable about the text and, and having, I mean, even for professional actors, having another set of eyes and ears on it, uh, not, not just, Oh, you missed this word, but here's something that will help you make what you're doing clearer. And that, that helps everybody. Uh, and so um, uh, uh, Gideon, I'd love to hear from you, what uh, your experience of working on uh, King John. I mean, again, I don't know uh, if you would, done much work on it prior to this, but uh what was it like to to go through it over the over these uh, weeks?
1: well, I prepared by reading the play again. I hadn't read it in years um I'd seen it uh I'd seen it in a good production but it's it's a tough play there are lots of thorniness uh, issues in it one of them is there is a minimal amount of action. I described to to the actors and Gigi how later in the play, two big armies come in and they talk, and then they go out and then they come in and they talk again, and so it's an early play. It's very rhetorical. But um, mainly I, I wanna say what I always say in these opportunities is first of all, thank you to Gigi for letting me stick around for all those rehearsals and give my notes because I feel like I'm standing up for what Shakespeare means. And that's always a pleasure because when I'm working with good actors, which these all are, I get to hear what I tell them Shakespeare means. I say it, and then they do it, and it's so satisfying. It's so rewarding. Um, but I also have to say that it's it's great to have to put that out there, and then have Gigi with her vision of how it needs to be dramatic light a firecracker under the actors and make that all energized. Sure. Um, And I I think those two studies have to go together hand in hand and I've been expressing how luxurious it feels to me to be able to stick around through the process and not have to worry about uh, directors saying, get out of here, we're blocking, get out of here, it's a tech rehearsal, get out of here, I have to go get a costume and all that where I can just keep listening to what people are saying and keep Tinkering, uh, and it just gets clearer and clearer. So thank you for that opportunity and thank you to the actors for doing as much as possible what I tell them because it turns out that the audience has a, a much better experience when they, when they mean what they're saying. This is Dakin Matthew's main theme is it's not, there, just don't follow all those rules, just make the meaning clear. And if you, if you my motto is, if you want the actors, if you want the audience to mean their applause, you have to mean what you're saying. You can't skip over those sentences that are obscure, that you're rushing to get through. Or you can't, as I used to describe it, uh, be emoting all over the stage and carrying a huge sack of words on your back. You know, it's the opposite. You have to mean every single thing you're saying and know what it is. And then it, just scintillates and Shakespeare makes it come alive. Why that is, it's magical. We don't really know, but he mm-hmm. has that gift.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, well, his his name came up twice. So for anyone who's who's not familiar, uh, uh, I encourage you to Google Dakin Matthews. Uh, 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 I don't think you'll find many uh, uh, duplicates, but uh, if, if you can either, you know, get hold, he's been doing some Shakespeare videos. And if you can either find, uh, you know, somewhere to watch those, uh, or, or any of his other work, uh, and certainly, you know, once we get back, uh, into the theaters, if you ever have the opportunity to, to, to see, you know, him act or, or teach a master class on Shakespeare, uh, he's somebody that, you know, like Gideon has, has spent his life, uh, really, you know, working on it and studying it. He started as an English teacher and so came with it from an academic background and then realized, or, or, got the opportunity to start acting in plays in the summer. And he said, well, I bet I could teach them better if I started acting in them. And that just kind of, you know, uh, 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 snowballed into his, uh, his, his career. And so he's, yeah, he's a wonderful resource, uh, if you're he's
3: interested. He's got great, he's got great, uh, YouTube videos that you can.
0: Can yes. you repeat the name, bit.
5: please?
0: Dakin Matthews. D-A-K-I. I'll put that, I'll put that in the chat. That's what I can use this chat for.
1: He's one of the few people as dramaturg and a teacher of Shakespeare, who when I listen to him, I say, that's right, that's right, good for you, good for saying that. Almost, I would say probably 92.5% of the time, if not 95. He's, he's just superb. So, and the issues we, we disagree about, we take up in private and I wouldn't publicize them. <laughs>
0: Um, and, uh, let's see, I wanted to, uh, also, let's see if I can find it here. Um, we have, uh, we have, we have the, the, the very young, uh, 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 baby, uh, Falcon Bridge, uh, has now made an appearance, um, I wanted to share the uh, links that I had, I don't know where I put those, but I'll put those again in here. But again, I just wanted to remind everyone, again, we're doing As You Like It uh, tomorrow uh, at 5 p.m., and then we have a great group doing that. And uh, if you have other questions, again, uh, now's a great time to uh, jump in with those. Um, And uh, if anyone else has anything to share too, that, you know, know, this is, uh, you know, anything else you want to share about the process, um, or anything like that, uh, you know, welcome, welcome your, uh, your feedback and thoughts as I just, as I, as I type some stuff out here for the group. Oh, I see there is a hand raised. All right. So let me see. Let me try to unmute Maggie. Maggie, I think you're unmuted. um,
7: I, um, I just want to compliment everybody as well. I'm, I'm relatively new compared to so many people at this. And and I have watched the uh, rehearsals, and I have to say, every night, the myself accepted the rehearsals start at such a high level, in my opinion. <laughs> and then um, to just see what's happened, though, in these these few weeks, it, it, like you say, Gigi, it's it isn't actually that much time that you get to spend together because each person, each actor, is going to get some of your attention as well. So. It was just fantastic tonight. It was really beautiful to see how it had all come together. And um, a question I have, and it may seem like it's obvious what the answer is, but I'd, but I'd like to hear from you, Gigi. How, what informs you in terms of how you approach uh, giving your uh, feedback to the different actors? And also, I want to say I had no idea that you were not a Shakespeare expert. I don't know if other people could tell that or <laughs> if they just were like, nah, she didn't know. I was like from the very beginning I thought, yeah, this woman really knows that stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I'll I'll mute myself for the answer.
0: RJ, you're you're muted again.
2: I see that. I see that. How foolish of me to to say that. Of course I'm I'm an expert in all things. Um no, um my approach, you know, uh I'm primarily an actor myself, and I teach acting now, and I direct occasionally. Um, but the approach is from an actor's standpoint. So the work that I do for any role is what I apply to my um, directing. Um, that is to say, to my directing actors. That is to say, I think about uh, the questions I ask myself. About the world that uh the world of the play, so of course, reading the play numerous times, so you're very familiar with the circumstances and the other characters, so I like to look at the whole before I look at an individual role or look at the parts first what's the world, and then you get to know the characters and who's motivated in what way, and then I come down i'm speaking as when I work as an actor, then I come down to the role that I'm working on and what, what are my, what's my particular circumstance? What, what happened in the past? What's happening now? What am I anticipating for the future? What is the, what is the time, you know, what time and place am I in? Um, uh, what are my wounds? All that stuff. And then what do I want? Most importantly, most importantly, what do I, what must I have and what's in the way of what I want to get and how, what action am I going to take? To get what I want, um, I use I use Uta Hagen's book. A challenge for the actor is sort of my bible. So, uh, so I apply all that I use for myself as an actor, and I try to pose questions to the actors that will allow them to come to it themselves. I think sometimes when you, um, I mean, as a director, I do make suggestions, specific suggestions, but um, it's always more powerful for an actor to make a discovery him or herself themselves themselves I don't know how to say that anymore themselves if if the, the actor makes the discovery themselves then it is it is going to inform the work so much better than if somebody tells them what to do. You know, you have to discover it. You have to discover it internally. So um so mostly I think asking questions is really valuable and allowing the actor to to come to it, you know, I I I'm meandering but I hope that answered your question, Maggie.
0: Yeah, thank you, Maggie, for the question. If uh, if you had a follow up, uh, you know, feel free to, to raise your hand again or uh, unmute if you need, uh, if you'd like to. Um, uh, I'll kind of give a a last call for for questions. Um, you know, from anyone from the audience. I I, I really appreciate uh, uh, you know the group of. of being here. And I, and I want to thank, uh, the King John team for all their work, uh, you know, over the past month, it's been really, really wonderful to see the scene grow. Uh, so, um, but, uh, yeah, if, if there are no other burning questions, uh, you know, please check the chat, uh, you know, for some links, I will definitely, uh, send a, an email to everybody that signed up, uh, with the replay link, if you'd like to go back and watch this, uh, and, uh, you know, Stay tuned. I'm, I'm sure we'll do this again in some form, in some fashion, at some point. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just really appreciate everybody, uh, uh, not only you know the, the, the King John group here, but uh, everybody attending. Hey, it's Nathan here one more time. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to that uh, entire presentation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I love going back. I mean, every time I watch these, I'll learn something new uh the work is just so fantastic and so deep uh it, it's just wonderful so i hope you really enjoy that uh and like i said the plan is to roll out more of these so please stay tuned to the podcast uh or youtube um, you know i really i'm really making an effort to uh, you know put more of this out there and not just uh, hold on to it and wait for someday. uh and uh you know if you're not on the email list go to workingactorsjourney.com Um, That is usually uh, where you will find out first about things that are coming up. You know, where I first shared about uh, Libby being part of the rehearsal room and anything else that's going on, I probably will be able to email about it first before I'm able to get it out on the podcast uh, or YouTube. Maybe social media, but email is, again, going to be your best bet. So, workingactorsjourney.com. It's free to sign up. You can even get uh, a resource. It's called 10 Ways to Stop Worrying and Start Working. Uh, some of the uh, best advice from, I think, the first two seasons of the show uh, in a PDF. So, you get that immediately when you uh, sign up. Uh, you get that free. And then you'll get ongoing notices of what we're doing. So, that is it. Hope you're having a great rest of your day. Look forward to sharing more with you soon. And take care. I'm Nathan Agin and enjoy the journey.